chat, so it's about to get crazy. <laughs> what did you put in the chat? No, I said uh, I'm now a part of a stand-up comedy group's chat or oh. a show. So if you hear a crap ton of dings, it's because it's getting close to a show and everybody's talking about it. Yeah, that's fun. Hey, so, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I, I've been busy. I've been, you know, creating, practicing new routines, um, trying to take the routines I've already have and, you know, maximize the entertainment value. Um, you know, I'm always kind of like working on maximizing my the entertainment value. Hell yeah. Trying to uh, figure out what is uh, um, trying to, you know, figure out like, it's like, should I take something out or, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, uh, you Michelle's know, it's an era of comedy. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I got booked for my first, I have a online, um, uh, I have an online, uh, I have an in, uh, I have an in-person gig I'm getting ready for. Oh, wow. Um, so that's exciting. Oh yeah, it, it is. Do you know the date of your um, of your in-person gig and where to get tickets? Yeah, I, I post it up on my Facebook. Nice. It's there. Um, yeah, I just have to wait till this calms down. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not in your group chats. I'm not as popular as Paul Kilmer. <laughs> you're probably more popular than i am i don't know about that whose phone is buzzing mine or yours that's because the guy just made it so yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to another exciting episode of hey it's me paul i am your host one of your hosts my name is funky sam medina and as always i am with the amazing the wonderful the Jurassic, the magical Paul Kilmer. How you doing, Paul? How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank Hell you. Yeah. I'm right. glad to see you. It's been a long time since we've uh, hung out and talked. Yeah, so it's been like a I'm week. really glad to uh, to see you, Paul. I'm glad to see you. Oh, oh, it's yeah. always good to see you. Likewise. So you're back at the comedy club. Yes, sir. Every every weekend I'm on the comedy club. I'm loving it. I am loving every second of it, Paul. Um, it's it's amazing. Even when, when people argue and yell at me, I love yeah. it because I love being there. It's amazing. I I I get I have the same feeling when I work the my movie theater. Uh, even when people give me a hard time over things that I have no control over, I still there's I I still have a sense that I do a good job because I'm able to get people to where they're trying to go. I mean, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. All you, all you want to do is help people. All you want to do well, is get. Well, I'm a security, so yeah, a little bit different. Uh, you want to hear a dumb story real quick? Yeah. So uh, when when the comics come out, you know when the show's going on, 
uh, I'm the one that, you know, I'm one of the ones that yeah. uh, looks for people with their phones out. Hey, mm-hmm. no pictures, no pictures, no pictures. I tell at least three or four people a show, which, you know, whatever. People want to take pictures. Yeah. I just lean in and go, hey, no pictures, no pictures. So this lady, I go, hey, no pictures. And so it's not a picture. I go, okay, no videos. And she goes, it's not a video. I'm live. It's the same thing. It's worse, <laughs> but it is a say it is a video, yes. But like, come on, like I don't want you to take pictures, but you think I want you to go live? Yeah. Oh my well, God. you know, in my experience, if people want to do things, they'll figure out a way to do them. I had a situation, I've been at the movie theater for almost 19 years, and um one in that time you know technology has changed and when i first started we had people come in with whole recording setups to film the movie to make bootleg copies of it wow yeah that's true i'm sure they do do that it well not so much anymore seeing as how you can pirate a movie like three weeks before it comes out which kind of negates the it's so funny. An entire industry, uh, entire black market industry, has been destroyed by technology. Because you, you, everybody had a friend of a friend who could get a bootleg copy of the Dukes of Hazard from like two thousand nine with Jessica Simpson. You know, you knew a guy. It's like back in the day, your dad knew a guy with a black box cable. Oh yeah, we had, Set up, we had you know, when I was a kid. Every, yep. Everybody, everybody knows everybody everybody's dad knows a guy, you know. Everybody's always trying to break the system. It's and true. I think it, you know, working at the movie theater is funny because people people become so proud. Oh the first thing people tell me when I tell work at a theater, oh. I, I I sneak into so many free free movies, and that's how they put it. They, instead of just saying they see, uh, I see so many free movies because I sneak in, and they make they 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 make it a big deal, and I and I sneak all my food in. Oh, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Like if they knew how much we didn't care. I mean, it's like, listen, who are you trying to impress? Right. You're like a 50-year-old guy. No one there cares. And you're the same guy who complains that the movie theater concession is too expensive. But you're the one in line every single time. You And what did they say? You need popcorn. Do you? Do you need popcorn? Yes, absolutely. Could you have just gone to the dollar store and got dollar store popcorn? <laughs> it's probably the same popcorn, right? Yeah. Who are probably, you trying it's probably to better. All your friends uh, down at the VFW hall, all your friends in your uh, local town Facebook chat. You think you're cool? You, you think you're cool? You're not. You're a bunch <laughs> of people that don't care. I think I'm cool. It, well, I mean, obviously you're cool, but these people who try to make a huge deal about sneaking into films. Well, you no know why I'm so cool though is because when I went to go see Be with some butthead do America in the yeah. theater, 
we went to go see Mars Attacks for free. Uh-oh. I hated it, though. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> I guess it is what I get. You can't uh, complain about a movie that you're seeing for free. No, you can't. That's the risk that. you take when you sneak into a film. That movie wasn't even worth free. <laughs> you you don't like Michael J. Fox? Um, I mean, every celebrity you can imagine was in that movie. I know. Watch, Michael J. Fox wasn't even in that film. <laughs> just now I'm just naming people. Probably not. I think Danny DeVito <laughs> is. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Um, yeah, my favorite thing is um, having to go and tell people that they're being loud. Oh, me too. People get oh. so offended. And I'm like, there's a live show happening right now. I know. Right here. See, see in the movie theater, you got the movie playing in the background and, you know, everybody, you know, certain films you expect to, you know, you know, PG-13 horror movies with a lot of teenagers go, that's great. You know, it's like, but it's kind of like this. People complain. And then I go in the theater and what happens? Everybody stops talking. Not me. And then they want me to go up and talk to them. What am I going to say? Hey, stop talking. And they're not saying anything. But um, it's always funny because, you know, it's just like, look, it's a movie theater. You're, you went to go see a movie with a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> like, what did you really expect? You knew what this was. You knew that you were not a teenager and then you do not have the patience to deal with teenagers but you decided to stay and that you paid the money that the same the same money that the teenagers paid for i'm gonna kick you out <laughs> you know no i i understand i have bad luck that way anytime i go see a movie there's always someone i think that's like karma i've i haven't paid for a movie since 2002 and every single movie I go to, there's a group of teenagers, like, having a party up in the back row, you know, it's do just... You, uh, do you get free movies at your theater only, or do you get movies at, like, multiple theaters? Uh, I'm not going to mention the uh, brand yeah, theater. No, the brand. Um, but, yeah, any... Oh, I see. Anything in your brand. Yeah, if I... If there's a the same movie theater in a town, yeah, I could go see a movie in Florida or anywhere wow. across the theater. Dang, the clout. Also takes is an email. The movie, the movie theater clout that you have, man. Anybody who's an employee has that privilege. <laughs> when I uh, when I was working at the Marriott, um, I was able to stay at Marriotts with a really good discount, like a really really good discount. Nice. Yeah, and then the first time I did it, we were like, we went out of town, and we had this really nice Marriott, and they're like, do you have the, the letter? I'm like, letter? What letter? <laughs> and I didn't even know I needed a letter. So I called yeah. my, my manager, and he's like, yeah, just log on to your profile and print out the letter. I'm like, oh, okay. And I did it from their lobby, and I just printed it out. Like, Here you go. It was, it was enough. It's so funny, because that's something they should have told you before you before went. Before I went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because now you're like, what letter? <laughs> I thought, oh, I have to drive all the way back home to get some letter, but I just printed yeah. it out. So it was good enough. Um, it's like, why are you 
punishing me. Um, <laughs> no, it's the, th- the thing that I'm, the, you know, the thing at our theater is, um, and you probably have this at your, at your comedy club and you gotta go, uh, anything that happens outside of our sidewalk, we not in charge of, or we're basically responsible for everything that is the curb in. So there are situations, stuff that it's like, oh, there are two people fighting out in the parking lot. And I'm, and I'm like, that's not a Paul problem. You have a cell phone. You could have easily called the cops. Yeah. And the dude's girlfriend was like, the dude's boyfriend was like, we don't snitch. And I'm like, well, neither do you I. You just did. I know. <laughs> but I no, feel we, like, um, I feel like a fight in the my parking lot would be a lot worse because yeah. there's more likely to be like lots of alcohol involved and maybe people have yeah. like weapons yeah. or something on them or near them or whatever. Yeah. And if for like, like a month, more people to get involved. Yeah. For like yeah. a month, I was a bouncer at a bar. You know, I recently heard that you we were yeah. talking we were, we were talking on, on some oh it's my birthday I think yeah um that's a really interesting story do you want to tell how you how you became a bouncer at a bar all right it okay so uh this was out of this is when I was in college and I was trying to get booked in bars and restaurants doing close up magic and I would basically show up in person because that's what you did right? This was the early 2000s, like 2009. You know, that this is, this was the early, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I feel mean, like really it, like feel, um, the world before smartphones. Yeah, well, there were phones, except there were phones, they were but there wasn't like what we have today. Yeah. So I showed up uh, at this place in Hartford because I could take the bus in you know, I would do have to do a bunch of transfers, but I could get there. And uh, I walked up to the guy. I, I I found the owner. This was like a little hole in the wall place. And when I mean hole in the wall, this was just an establishment that had liquor in it. <laughs> I had no idea if they had a, a liquor license. The place smelled like mold. This was the place you showed up at after you've been to all the places that you already got drunk at <laughs> you know it's you funny, walk well, uh we had this i used to live um in san jose we had this bar right by my house and my friend and i would go there once in a while and we referred to the bar as the place you go to before you kill yourself yeah it was so depressing it was so yeah. depressing in there <laughs> so basically what happens and it's so funny because i worked a couple of shifts in a month and I didn't tell anybody. I thought I was going there to do close-up magic. But it's like the guy who's like, hey, you're pretty big. Do you want to be a bouncer? Or And, and I, I guess the term bouncer was the catch-all for bar back. And the guy who went to, you know, recharge the kegs. And I, I ended up doing everything, none of which was magic. So... <laughs> Which was why you went there in the first place. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, you're, you know, you're doing a really good job. And there was just one really old bartender. And, um, and it's like, there were the, hi, Theta. Uh, there were, 
four regular customers that were always there from the time I got there to the time I left. And occasionally new people would come in and they would just kind of look around and then leave. Those four customers <laughs> kept this place going. Uh, I have no idea if it's still open, but uh, there, there was an occasion. There was another bouncer. We called them Lachonkla. And, <laughs> I love that Lachonkla. Uh, that he that was his name for himself. That he, you know, he was the Lachonkla. You know, uh, he was like four foot seven, but he was like four hundred pounds. <laughs> he was he was um, he was wide, and he wasn't fat either. He was just like a he was just like a wide, strong, immovable object, and. Uh, and it's so funny why they, they needed that many bouncers in a bar with just old people. I mean, I shouldn't say old, but people of a certain age, older people, older people of a certain age. And, uh, you know, and it was just such, such a weird experience. And then it's like, I talked to the manager, it's like, Oh, well, we could have you do magic, but there's really no one coming in right now because of the economy. So I just stopped showing up, you know, it's just like, like I didn't want to move kegs. I didn't want to like pour shots of whiskey. Uh, I didn't, um, we always seem to have like one, there would be like one shot and that was the shot everyone did all night. And I was like, (laughs) it was a type of bar where you could also get drunk, you know, yeah, and I was nice. like, uh, you know, and then I moved on to do other things, but I have some real fun stories about just going behind the bar and just pretending that I know what I'm doing and no one calling me out on any of my Did you did you create drinks? Yeah, yeah. Nice. You remember any of them? It's been a while. Okay, so everybody in the bar got to create a drink. Oh, uh, wow, that's cool. The, the, the bartender had something called the Cranapple Splash. Uh, La Chancla had uh, the, <laughs> we have, we had like a icy machine and he was like a uh, wild berry blizzard, right? And, and then I had something called a fungroid. The fungroid? The fungroid. Nice. And it sounds like a like a racial slur, but I googled it and it it's it's not. It's a word that I independently created, and um, it was an amalgamate. Uh, She's leaving. It was an it was an amalgamation of um, Jim Beam. I t- I had the, it's on one of your mics, but there was like oh you, heavy- you said the recipe on one of my mics yeah that's it cool. was I like I can find that it was like Jim Beam Goschlager like I took like five or six different liquors poured them in heavy <laughs> cream half and half and listen the rule was if that you could finish it there was like an entire can of Bailey's uh, Guinness. Guinness. It was a a tire can of Guinness. If you could finish the fungroid, we were giving your keys back because God God wanted you to live and nothing bad would happen. And uh, Did you serve that to people or did you just make it once? 
No, no, we they got it became very popular. Wow, hell yeah! Like I said, you were drinking the fungroid because you had drank all the other. How much was liquor. the fungroid and on the menu? Do you remember? I think it was like eight bucks. That's not bad. But I, I was like in a. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like. Uh, it's like, oh, you're so creative, Paul. And I'm like, this is going to kill someone one day. And luckily, I wouldn't. And then around that time, I got into doing apartment maintenance. And around that time, I got my job at the theater. And I wasn't, I would do like small close up magic gigs here and there. And uh, doing apartment maintenance, you really. Uh, that show Hoarders, that was pretty much my reality. Oh, going into people's filthy apartments? Yeah. And honestly, the term filthy is a relative term. Yeah, uh, filthy is an opinion. It And the, the thing is, is that, like, to me, filthy is so much garbage on your floor in every room that you can't see the carpet and then realizing that what you're standing on used to be a carpet i've in my entire uh apartment maintenance career i've had to deal with eight or nine specific quarter situations so so there there uh there's a legitimate category it goes from one to five Every single time I had a hoarding situation, it was a five. I don't know what a level one hoarding situation is. I've never seen it. I've only seen like the worst of the worst. Um, and you have different kinds of hoarders. You have animal hoarders. And then you have trash hoarders. And it's a legitimate mental condition. And some of the stories are heartbreaking. But again, I'm in there it's 90 degrees and this person hasn't opened their window in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I've seen things that would give you nightmares. Like I've been in situations where you had to go in and you had to put tape a hazmat suit. And yet I've been, I found dead people. Oh, wow. Because no like, one thinks um, like a, uh, you like, you did it like a wellness check on somebody and they were dead. Um, so basically what happens is, is that our apartment complex, which was sold, um, the family, uh, so basically say your family and uh, a loved one needed to go into a nursing home, but they were rich enough to have their own apartment. Okay. Our company would set them up with an apartment and stuff like that. Well, these people are 70 and 80, and, and sometimes I've dealt with suicides. I've dealt with natural deaths. I've had people OD in apartments. Wow. And the only reason people know that somebody's passed on is either by the smell or they've liquefied and now are coming through the ceiling in your apartment. Oh, my goodness. No, that's real. People. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, oh, not only is it real, uh, it's it's very expensive. Um, but no one thinks about this because it, it's morbid. 
but I've been in situations where I've had the other maintenance guys refuse to go do a wellness check because they don't want to be haunted. And I'm like, listen, obviously, you know, this person has passed away. Why can't we just call the police? We need to visibly check. Because we have been in situations where we thought there were dead people and the person was just a hoarder and didn't bathe. Oh, wow. You thought the smell of death was coming out? It was just. Yeah. You know what? Animal hoarder. Animal hoarders are the absolute worst. Yeah, because they live in like their animal poop. And I don't really feel so bad for some say it's a case by case scenario, but, but it's the animals who suffer and it really stinks because, you know, here's an animal that's been fed all of his life and oh, the human's gone. We had a person get evicted and they just left all their pets in the apartment and the oh, only wow. reason, the only reason we knew that they were in there because you have 30 days to get out. And the maintenance guys come around to do an inspection to see what they need. There are like six or seven cats living in this apartment. And nobody's the guy, anything. The guy basically took a giant bag of cat food, cut it open, and threw it into the living room. Oh wow. And I'm I'm sitting and, and and like I said, that those seven cats quickly became 12 cats because two of the cats weren't neutered. So no one thinks about this stuff, but I I've seen some, I've seen some haggard things in my life and I turned them into stories in my comedy, but it's just so, um, it's so crazy that you don't think about these things. Well, I live those, I'll get just, just just a lighthearted story. Uh, in every apartment we had a garbage disposal. Okay, that sounds normal. And I wasn't like a full-time maintenance guy. I was like the guy they called if they needed something disgusting cleaned. And that was great. (laughs) It was cash in hand. It was really good. Like, oh my gosh, we can handle this. Let's bring in Paul. Yeah. And so what what ended up happening is is that uh, my one of the maintenance guys was on vacation and my my aunt she was like hey can you go check out a she called me it's like there's a a garbage disposal and um and it's like okay let me call the apartment to let to to schedule it and I was like okay hey my name is Paul I'm with the maintenance department I'm gonna come in uh uh come in and fix your garbage disposal and he was like, yeah, my wife dumped an entire box of pasta down the drain. And I could hear the, 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 the wife or the fiance, don't blame me, you jerk. You did that. And then he like hangs up. And I was like, bro, you just blamed your wife for something that you did. I don't, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall. And I did. I went there. I changed out the garbage disposal. And then I took it back to the shop and it was busted the motor was blown and we threw, we just threw it away, but it's man, I went over there and it was uncomfortable. They were, they had, uh, that was, uh, that was crazy. It's like, bro, every, everybody makes mistakes, dude. You just made a huge mistake. Oh man. Yeah. Blaming her right in front of her. At least yeah. if she was in another room or something. 
Yeah, he was I'll, doing that, like, oh, we're two guys talking. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Then she, yeah, tell me how this worked out for you. <laughs> how long did you do apartment maintenance? I did it for about 14 years uh, oh, okay, because it was, okay. it, it, was, it was on and off. I cleaned hallways. I tore up carpet, you know. So that was um, like a side job while you were at the theater? Yeah, um, okay. it was it was really good. You know, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about human psychology. You know, we would get the college kids in the fall who couldn't get room on campus and then they would leave and we would go in and there would just be holes punched in the sheetrock and oh, wow. mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy paid for everything and mommy and daddy aren't getting the security deposit, this deposit back. Oh man, that must have been uncomfortable conversations. We went into one apartment that th- th- they there was no wall. They had punched through so much of the wall. It was just a a hole. We had to resheat rock the whole thing. Wow. Well, I guess it was a hole. It was just one big hole. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's just like, yep, yeah, you get get a bunch of drunk people in an apartment and they're gonna be a hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There's gonna be a, a wall around the hole. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but everybody has a weird like side gig, whether it's like oh, yeah. you're you're an Uber or you know, I did kids show kids shows for the longest time and I balanced that with the theater and I was able to eke out a pretty, uh, you know, good living before the pandemic. And you get, you get the, you get the craziest situations doing kids. Um, an example is, is about maybe four or five years ago, I was doing a show in a place called Avon. It was a cat and Avon line. It's basically where all the rich, it was, it's basically where a lot of rich people live. Okay. Okay. And I got this place and they had hired me as a magician and they had a clown in the full petting zoo and really just <laughs> down to earth, nice people. And they invited the whole, they opened up the whole neighborhood and people were having a good time. And do you know when you're a kid and you ask like a parent, like, uh, it's, uh, I, this is going to sound so weird. But okay, so the daughter, it was a five-year-old girl's birthday party, and she asked her dog, she asked her dad for a pony, and her dad got her a pony. Dang. I don't know if that's ever worked. I guess it has. I, I worked then because there was a whole petting zoo, and the guy came out and said, Surprise, this is rainbow kisses or whatever they named the pony. And I guess the little girl from the time she wanted a pony to the birthday party, she changed her mind. She wanted an American girl doll. <laughs> That's quite a different uh, amount of responsibility there. And um, she rejected the pony. <laughs> she was like, I don't want this. I want an American girl doll. And then she like stormed off. She right. stormed off. She I hope dad kept the receipt. I don't think you can do, I don't think, uh, uh, I don't think buying a pony is a receipt thing. (laughs) I've never bought a pony. I'm sure, I don't know how it works, but 
Um, and then like she tried, it'd be, she was so angry, but she sat through my entire magic show and enjoyed it. And then after my show just went back to being angry at her dad for not knowing it's like if you didn't tell anybody what you wanted, how could you? And you, that's not well, how. Yeah. That's not how little thing. The fact that this kid got a whole pony, a whole live living pony, and um, and she's like, "Nope, I want to go." She wants that American Girl doll, Susie, uh, like model number eleven. She had it all figured out, and her mom walked up to me and she gave me an envelope of cash, and she's like. She's on the phone with the American Girl Company. It's like, yes, we need a Susie, model number eleven, and uh, and what? she looks at her. She looks at her husband and it's like, we'll fix this, honey. And then she nice. walks off. And the dad walks up to me. It's like, you're amazing with the kids. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this pony. <laughs> Can you make it disappear? Yeah. And I was like, I'll I'll take it. Uh, and I was obviously joking and he was just, he started laughing because I cut the tension, but uh, to this day, I don't know what happened to that pony. Rainbow wow. Just, wow. That's crazy. I'm sure there's a way to like return it, give it back. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, honestly, if you're that rich, like you could take the hit, you know? Yeah. Like, it won't even affect you. I was doing a pool party once uh, I was doing a picnic. It was, and uh you know when you were a kid and you're at the public pool and they tell you not to run this kid there's there's like 30 kids there and i had just gotten done with my magic show and i was moving on to balloons and this kid takes a corner and just eats crap he just (laughs) He hits the corner of the pool so hard. He he splits his upper lip. He split it so hard that there wasn't any lip left. It was just oh. like two flaps. And he, he walked up to me and I had just gotten done with making all the balloons. He's like, can I get a sword? <laughs> and I'm like, bro. And this is this is the only time I've ever like called like a little kid bro i'm like bro you need an ambulance you need stitches like like right this second this kid needs this kid is six bleeding profusely from his mouth there is soft palate damage the mom comes up and says we need to so we need someone to call it i had already called the ambulance because this kid was white still wanted a sword all right uh, the sword wasn't a problem. I made yeah, the kid, of course. Yeah. You know, the the sword is the least of his problems right now. The mom comes up and it's like, oh my God, thank you for calling an ambulance. And she says, we just reupholstered the leather in our car. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so you weren't even going to drive your own kid? And I didn't, like that. It, it didn't click until I talked to my fiance about it. And she says, that's a terrible mom. <laughs> and I says, I didn't even put two and two together. And I was like, honestly, if I had paid a lot of money to re-let upholster my car, I'd probably be a little reluctant to bring a bleeding kid in it too. 
but I don't have any kids, so I can say you know, that. You know, Paul, maybe that's the case, but I think it makes you a terrible person if you admit it to another person. Yeah, that's fine. Like, keep it to yourself at that point, you know, like, <laughs> oh, the car, you know, but don't tell anybody, especially yeah. a stranger. But it's just like, everybody panics. Like, no, like, the only people who didn't panic were the grandparents. It'll be fine. Okay, well, I'm still going to call an ambulance. <laughs> and I did. Nice. And it's like, I, I love how every grandfather, that's every grandfather's, it'll be fine. Just get up and walk off that compound fracture. Is that bone coming out of your skin? Just walk it off. You'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be okay. It'll be Run it off. Just walk it off. His tooth is sticking through his lip, but that's all right. Yeah. I've seen that happen in real life. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, teeth go through their lip. Yeah. That oh happens. yeah. That happened to Nick Foley, but um. Yeah, probably. I I remember um, there was another kid's birthday party. Uh, it, it was at a uh, it was called uh, Jump Zone. It was a trampoline park in Connecticut, okay, okay. or. And uh, I. Cool was i was i had a i was performing for a little vietnamese girl's third birthday 25 kids easy peasy this was a birthday party facility so there were 16 different birthday parties going on at the same time wow this place was this place ran like the military it was clockwork but i come in with my magic show and my balloons and i look over and there's just a room filled with injured children in it <laughs> what there is like a dungeon oh each like the ones that fall off the trampolines yeah there each kid had like a blue ice pack called the house of pain <laughs> it is it was and um and um again i had a little kid come up to me and he had like this he has this huge knot on his forehead <laughs> Just, just like something out of like uh, stories at the ER. Wow! And he comes up to me, and I'll never forget it. And he's like, "Were you here to make balloons at my party?" And he, he looks like he was gonna pass out. And I was like, <laughs> "Go in the room of injured children." And um, uh, basically, the guy behind the counter is like, "You're the magician. Go to uh, go to birthday room three. And I'm like, "This kid needs help." <laughs> oh, we don't use the H word here. He'll shuffle into the room. And I was like, H word. And it's like, yeah, don't worry. Each kid has to sign a waiver. And I was like, and then I looked in the trampoline park and I saw like a three-year-old kid fall through like a, like a mesh, uh, uh, a mesh thing. And they fall into the ball pit. And I was like, she, that she, they, she probably didn't survive, but again yeah because you have the older kids and the bigger kids yeah and the, the younger kids want to do everything the bigger kids do and they just get they just get they just get knocked around like a like mma and and uh so i go do the party and it was so funny the grandmother was standing at the door bouncing kids that were in the party no one was getting of a balloon except her grandkids and her her people and her family. <laughs> she was like, 
you're not you're not part of my family get out of here and you're like wait i'm the magician yeah no 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 it's like she was stopping the kids because yeah, like I yeah, said, yeah. And, and it's like uh, parents were coming up trying to bribe me it's like do you think you could spend a couple of could you think you could spend a half hour at my party and i was like i did this through the trampoline park and uh, you know it's like I had like five or six families offer me like 150 bucks to come. And I was like, sure, we'll do it. Everybody got a balloon. But that grandma, she was, she had, she, there was, she had no chill. She was like, what are you, Timmy? I don't know what Timmy, get out of here. Get out of here, Timmy. And And none of the adults, it's like, did you tell my kid you couldn't have a balloon? And this like five foot four Vietnamese lady, she had to been like in her eighties. She was like, "Get out of here!" And they laughed. <laughs> I call it the power of grandma. <laughs> yep. You can't. And um, very nice people. Again, they they tip me well over what I was supposed to, but that room it haunts me because it's just just it was I call it the dungeon. It's like. In every one of those trampoline parks, there is like a dungeon of injured kids and no one is helping them. <laughs> no one is. And it's like, uh, oh, letting Gizmo out. Yeah, I'm trying to. She does this thing where she goes to the door and then she'll like knock on the door and then you open the door and she'll just sit there and look at you like. Yeah, that's and you're like, come on, come on, let's go, hurry up. I'll go all day, and I just closed on her. Yeah. So she got she literally walked away. I opened the door, she looked at me and she walked away. But it's so funny because you also have the dynamic between old parents and new parents. New parents are like very protective and very organized and Old parents just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, and some parents, I came to the realization that some parents are better than other parents. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've seen so. There's many definitely people. a difference between like a firstborn and like a thirdborn. You know, as far yeah. as like safety. But it's just concern. like, well, you know, it's just like, okay, so this is your kid, right? If your kid gets injured at a uh, trampoline park. At least maybe take them to the hospital. Don't leave them in a dun. Don't leave them in a for <laughs> other injured kids. Um, um, but yeah, I do a lot of um, trampoline parks, and they're always good shows. And uh, and I, I actually did. Uh, there's a Ruby Tuesday. Uh, there's a Ruby Tuesdays in the same place that has a banquet hall in it. And I don't, I don't know if this is a thing or if that was a franchise. And I did a three-year-old Peppa Pig birthday party, which was real funny because a guy looking for the bathroom crashed my magic show. (laughs) He just wandered in and he was like, Hey buddy. Cause at that time I was wearing a, a red vest and a white shirt and, black pants and he walks in and he's like are you the manager i can't find the bathroom and i'm like <laughs> i'm paul and i'm a magician and i obviously i flipped it into a joke everybody started laughing but then the somebody the 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 show attendant as the the, the person who worked there sent him on his way but he's like oh man are you the manager uh i'm looking for the bathroom there's just like a room full of children, confused adults. 
<laughs> and then I was like, I'm Paul and I'm the magician. And then there was like, sir, I can help you. And, uh, and I was like, I, I, I you know, and, uh, and I turned to the audience, like, I have no, I have no clue who that was, but I hope he does find the bathroom. And I, got <laughs> and, um, I made a bunch of Peppa Pig balloons and I had to learn how to make a Peppa Pig. And whoever drew Peppa Pig is a jerk. I don't even know what a Peppa Pig is. I like Peppa Pig. I think it's a great cartoon, but to make one out of balloon animals sucks. Yeah, pig. Yeah. <laughs> and uh um we're just gonna keep saying hi. Um and and uh you know there are so many stories I have from just doing magic so long and working retail. And I, I think I'm blessed in the fact that now that I'm doing stand-up comedy, I have an outlet. And the funniest people I meet are like older people in their fifties and sixties. They have, they don't care. It is so funny. I recently had a situation where I had like a 75 year old lady caught an entire line of people. <laughs> completely oblivious no one said a thing and i was like okay let's do this and then somebody came up and she says you know that lady cut me and i was like i didn't see you say anything to her i just assumed it was a family member i yeah. got myself out of hot water i was like what are you going to say to the 75 year old lady she was oblivious what are you going to be mean to her she, oh, she she only got a small soda it was so funny. People were so mad, but they were so mad, but they refused to say anything. Um, <laughs> I was like, hey, I just work here. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, I know, right? That's how I feel sometimes. It's like, I just work here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you guys are on your own <laughs> as far as that goes. Well, it's, um, a year and a half, uh, uh, the summer of 2009, we had a fight in one of the theaters. Oh, wow. And this lady, try, try to wrap your head around this. I had a lady run out. She, I, I, I was sitting there making up boxes. She runs out and she said, this lady is beating up my husband bad. And I was like, that's not good. So I jumped, I jumped over the concession stand and me and the manager went in there. And this lady had this guy in a headlock and was just beating him in the head. And I was like, holy crap. And we broke it up. And this guy looked like he had been thrown under her car. And apparently he had called her ugly. Wow. And I was like, that was probably... Because imagine being that guy. You woke up, you're you're sick, you're six three in good shape. You know, you don't have care in the world. You call this you call this lady was like half your size ugly. She kicked him in the nuts and just put him in a headlock and just <laughs> crap out of him. Well, he kind of deserved it, you know. And it wasn't it actually him. wasn't funny because she stabbed him with a nail file. Wow. Where like did she, she stab him. And the ribs. 
<laughs> she that's kind of basically funny, though. what happened was is she took her nail file and put it between her fingers and just punched him in the ribs and when he doubled over he she grabbed her by the head and i was like this is there's like a prison riot going on in here what is happening and i said to myself and i'm like Wait, are you sure it was her nail file she just like sharpened it against the ground I don't know. All I know is that the cops were called and the cops were confused because the size disparity between the lady and the dude. Wow. But she stabbed a guy. (laughs) (laughs) It was not funny, but it's so funny. It was so nuts. And and she was like screaming, it's like you're never gonna call anybody ugly again. And I was like, <laughs> No, you probably won't. Was, That's probably like, true. <laughs> but we broke it up. And we I, I went in between them. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so I, you know, you know, and, and you know, the cops got there and the guy was embarrassed. The guy didn't press charges. Wow. I thought the guy was going to press charges because that's that could be attempted murder if he had if she had hit him in the right it could have deflated along I don't know I know it was I know it was sticking out of him but the cops did arrest her the cops did arrest her because she did stab him but he he was like I don't want to press any charges I don't want to press any charges and they were like sir she stabbed you we gotta take her in and the lady was like, I don't know what happened. The, 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 uh, I feel for the <laughs> lady of the guy. They were on a date. And I guess the lady's cell phone went off and called her ugly. But could you imagine being the girlfriend of the guy who got stabbed? No, she was the most confused out of anyone. And why is he calling another woman ugly? Like, I mean, like I don't know. That's just so weird. Like, a, what does his girlfriend think? You know, like he goes, I guess he like, had a, a temper on him. And I always tell people that uh tempers get people hurt. And uh, sometimes you end up in a situation at a movie theater in a very slow, small town. And but yeah, this lady was no joke, man. She's lucky she didn't have a box cutter. Oh, man. I think of all the stuff that's happened to me in the last, like, 18 years. And I always come in after everything's happened. (laughs) And I was like, maybe we could have used some conflict resolution. Maybe you could have just apologized. If you just had not called this lady ugly, you wouldn't have got stabbed with a nail file. Like, orange is the new black. This... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a very simple guy. I'm a guy who loves a girl named Rebecca. I'm a very simple guy. I don't ask questions, but that guy got stabbed on my shift. And it just, you know, and I, and I come from a very, Plainville, where I work in the same town that I live in, it's a very quiet town. You wouldn't expect that. that somebody got stabbed at the movies. And not even with a knife, with right. a, with a nail file, a nail file in someone's purse. She straight up like. How how she, long has she been planning on using that for a weapon? You know, it sounds like she's been thinking about that for a, a while. I don't think it was a matter of how long. Like someday, I'm gonna stab motherfucker <laughs> with this. Someday, this is gonna come in very handy. And that was the day. 
And uh, I always, I always tell people, you know, I get up and I pray every day that nothing crazy is going to happen. And as long as it doesn't happen to me, I'm, <laughs> but it's not even that it's just yeah. like it's like you you go to a movie you uh, either I, I don't think the person who did the stabbing knew she was gonna stab someone and i don't think the guy who ended up getting it, it's like but there were two people who met in a movie theater and you had both the our lives will never be the same again yeah yeah you have the stab and the stabby <laughs> and that's why i always say it's you know it's better to let it go. Just let it go. You know? They usually be calling people ugly. I'm, it, it doesn't matter. It's a, well, you shouldn't call people. I'll like, take I that feel back. like, I mean, let it go, yeah, I do. Yeah. But, like, the, the, like why even, someone. like, start the fucking, why even start the problem, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't, chill. I think that guy, I think that guy had said that one too many times and he got and he got <laughs> how many times he ugly and he's just yeah. like ugly 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 and, and like, then that, I always told my little brother I said karma's weird I don't necessarily I grew up in a flexible household and we, we didn't we weren't like super religious but we did did believe in a higher power and th- the universe is nuts yeah, it is. And you never know what's going to happen. And, uh, y- you know, I'm always nice. I'm super nice to everyone I meet because you don't know if that person that you're talking to needs a little bit of positive energy to stop him from doing something horrible. You know, that's why I always told my little brother it's best to, you know, let it go obviously not let people walk all over you but you know those aren't the people who the people who are walking in the people who are committing murders and stuff you know that unfortunately tends to happen a lot where you have somebody who's disenfranchised and they're they're treated like crap all their lives and they just snap and maybe me giving somebody a candy bar oh no that's a dane cook joke i'm sorry anybody just be nice to people just be nice to people (laughs) And it's even worse on the internet. It's even worse on the internet. You know, you and Athena know the firsthand running shows with comedians, how nasty people can get. Yeah. Oh my God. And it all, all over what a misunderstanding. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen so many different things just go south on, on, online because of like misunderstandings and whatever yeah in like entire relationships get destroyed and it's like you're you and athena are people that i value and sometimes people do things sometimes people do things in your mics that i don't like but i know you and athena got it as hosts so i don't put my two cents in because i don't think i i I don't think i don't think that that's that's my place because you you've got it you know yeah but it, it comes out of a place of protection and it's like uh me and my fiance were watching this thing about like professional zoom bombers what where did you see that i want to watch it youtube just type in zoom bomber okay That's okay it. and most you know me and you have done so many zoom shows together you would think one of our things would end up on it but no it's 
more like hacking people hacking into corporate meetings and showing their dong and stuff like that and um there's gotta be there's so many zoom bombers um i don't know did you ever play world of warcraft never okay so there was something called ventrilo and ventrilo existed before discord so ventrilo was a server you would go on and connect and play world of warcraft or dungeons and dragons or a side scroller dungeon games but it allowed you to talk to your friends with a headset right so you had the ventrilo harassments and then before ventrilo harassments you had people just oh yeah like on xbox live and with the headsets and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh, there's an entire rich history of people trying to fuck up oops i swore i apologize uh jerk i'm just kidding i know i am terrible person um but it's like, I remember back in the 90s, you'd get crank called. And that's the same yeah. thing as um, You know what I mean? It's just the technology changes, but nothing ever, nothing's original, you know? And what is it? It's some teenager who happened to, you know, get in and it's like, but the worst is, is like, th- there is this one guy, he was streaming and this guy kept calling up playing copyrighted music and he's like every time you have every time you do this i have to erase the whole stream and of course everybody called up and it was like reverse or reverse radio station (laughs) and it's like but it's no joke you know what that's like you had a person on one of your mics play, play a copyrighted song and then they you got a flag right yeah you got yeah. flag. that was crazy too so these that was like a big the- night for us too because we had a really good comedian on that night, Oliver Graves, and the show had to be taken down like right away. Yeah, you couldn't edit it. So I have I so I streamed it on Twitch. Uh, mm-hmm. It turns out that the, I wasn't really good at Twitch at first, and that particular yeah. night my audio my audio was muted on Twitch. The <laughs> Zoom the Zoom was not muted. Only yeah. I was muted. Because it's different inputs. So yeah. I have Oliver Graves set on a video. I do have that. Um, but that's only <laughs> all I say from that night. Yeah. We thought about eventually making like a video where it's just like there's there's no there's no host or just comic, 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 because I'm yeah. muted anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like being a, it's like me and you gotta do another animal mic. And yeah, we do. Because people, I don't know though. I just like cats. I don't like other animals. Like what? Well, so here's the thing. I don't think it's fair. I think it's like I, I, I think if we do a pet mic, just have it a pet. pet Okay. But then you have people who are going to bring anacondas on and. But if it's our pet, then why not? Hey, before we get more into this, I want to say that we did do a show together. We didn't really talk about this, and it's a good place to advertise that people listen because they like you. We did a show called Catastrophe, and it's on YouTube. Uh, you can also find it on Facebook and Hypothetical Comedy Network and hypothetical other places. You can find it. Let me know. Let, let Paul know if you need to find it. But it was really, <laughs> it was, it was incredible. Paul hosted it. It was incredible. It was one of the funniest, most enjoyable nights I've ever had on Zoom on Zoom comedy. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Everybody was really good. Um, yeah like oh my goodness like just the things that they were doing and saying it was like it was perfect i loved it it was perfect 
I loved it. It was great. Uh, I could have done better, was, but everybody else, like everybody, did really good. Like it was, it was so much fun. I was so happy. I couldn't have been happier with it. I loved it a lot, and I do want to do it like a pit mic. That'd be cool. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get another one going. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just finding the time. We'll do. A, we'll do a hamster mic. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think. I think we uh, it's a good place to wrap up, Paul. Uh, yeah. I had a lot yeah. of fun talking to you. Yeah. Always buy a theater. Wait, wait. No, not just buy. Don't we don't just say buy and then leave. You got to plug. You got to plug. You got some stuff. You got some shows. You got some social media. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, um, yeah. I mean, um, I have nothing in front of me and everything's on my phone, but okay. I have a in-person gig the 22nd and if you want to follow me um if you want to follow me uh um go to my facebook uh paul at paul kilmer and you can follow me yeah. soon to have my own fan page because well i thought you had one no no uh i'm tired of my family and comedians getting into arguments because <laughs> no, but I, I thought you had a magic Paul page, don't you? I do. That's for my kids' show. I do not oh, want to. Okay. I, I also see. don't want comedians posting inappropriate things on my kids' magic page. Absolutely, I could see that. That would be bad. Yeah, on your page, you can make it so you have to approve posts. I think. Yeah, I will. I don't know. It's in the settings. Uh, what about Instagram? Um. Uh, I don't really use it, okay. um, but I will be figuring that out soon. Nice. Um, but yeah, I got uh, I got to go do Daniel Flores' Lucky 13 now. And okay, good timing. I'm good probably going to tell most of the stories that I just did tonight because I have no magic prepared. Just tell, just tell half the stories, and then yeah. tell them if they want to hear the rest, they have to tune into the podcast. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right, Paul. Bye. Thank you very much. It's been a really good time talking to you. Yeah. Bye, Athena. I hope you have a good day. Thank you. I hope you do too. Oh, I will. <laughs> Give our best to Daniel. I want one of those cuddly hugs. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful who you post that to, though. That's it's true. Aww. People are weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this live show is it gonna be your first live show since uh, everything shut down? No. Oh, okay, okay. It'll be my fourth. Nice, nice. I'm glad you're getting back out there. It's, it's. Oh uh, yeah. A lot of I people. Got, I haven't. Like, I haven't done any live comedy yet. I'm. I'm like so nervous to do live comedy. Listen, honestly, and here's the crazy thing about me: I don't know what the difference is. I a stage and Zoom are to me. Are is, yeah, I mean, I know, but I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I haven't been on stage. With a microphone in my hand in over a year, and it's weird to think that I'm gonna do it. You should do it. You should. Uh, the 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 opportunity the, hasn't really presented itself yet, and I'm not really looking for it. I think when the time is right, it'll happen. Yeah, and uh, I think that'll be cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, I hope you guys have a good night. Okay. I hope you have a good night as well, Paul. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you first. <laughs> Not if I talk to you second. <laughs>
We're doing that right now. 